Thank you for listening to The Actors Room. Please subscribe to the show in iTunes and leave comments and reviews. The show is also on Facebook, Twitter, Google Music, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. The website for the show is theactorsroom.libsyn.com. The site gives you access to all past episodes. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of The Actors Room. My name is Jeff Tarowski, and I believe this is episode number 35 of The Actors Room. Man, 35 is pretty wow. cool. Uh, I have my brother <laughs> with me again this week. I explained last week that we're going to have him with this Tom Cruise episode. Tommy. Dave, say hello. Hey, guys. Hi. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, Tom Cruise was uh, an actor that we grew up watching, okay? He blew up in 80... Three, I believe. Yeah, that was uh, that's when he did Risky Business. Eighty-three was Risky Business. Now his very first film, and I didn't know this when I did the research. I didn't even know he was in this movie, Endless Love with Brooke Shields. Yeah, I never I, saw I've that. I've heard of that movie. I've never seen it. Brooke Shields, she's okay. Um, but that was his first movie. Not a big role, very small role. Uh, but in eighty-three, he just blew up. And with Risky Business, right? Well, he also did Taps and The oh, Outsiders in 83. I am mistaken. Was it Taps was his first? Taps was his first big role. Okay. Okay. Sean but Penn and Timothy Timothy Hutton. Hutton yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get into his movies, I just wanted to slightly touch upon the fact <laughs> that as we grew up uh, watching films, Tom Cruise was a big part of who, you know, who we watched, admired, kind of, right? Yeah. I mean, would you say that a lot Tom, of movies? A lot of movies um, and we, we were talking before this whole started, uh, kind of setting things up. We went <clears throat> out to eat before we started this podcast, and we were talking about how big he really is, like as a movie star. Who's bigger than Tom Cruise? Yeah, you mentioned DiCaprio. Right. He's huge. Would you say that he's on par or just a little below? I would say just a little below because Cruz has been in it since, like, 83. That's uh-huh. kind of when he exploded. Right. So he has that longevity. And it's tough to think of someone who's had that longevity like him as a megastar. You know, he's just always in big hits. Yeah. And the one thing that really kind of pops in my mind when I think of Tom Cruise and doing my research is when he comes out for an interview, like on a show, or he did the actor studio edition. I don't know if you... You probably have seen it. I have, Okay, It's a while ago. I watched it again today. Nice. It was fantastic. And when he comes on, the women go (laughs) crazy for this guy. And he's been dealing with this since 1983. Up until now. What does that do for your ego? What do you think? I'm, it has to put you on a plane where it's just life doesn't make sense anymore because you're, you're, you are catapulted into this stratosphere of stardom where walking anywhere you get people screaming at you. And doing my research, I don't think I've ever seen an actor, actress, or anybody come on in the way they react to him. And what does he do? He just <clears throat> smiles. He loves it. Am I right? Yeah, uh, yeah. He, 
I, I think he's he the most confident person in Hollywood. Maybe. Pretty close. Pretty close. Uh, he is. He's and the most confident person, the most confident actor, yeah. performer, producer. He produces films. He produced the Mission Impossible films, right? Yeah, he's also um, he's really involved with uh, United Artists. I think so, yeah. He's, so he, he produces a lot of movies, too. Um, I'm not quite sure exactly which movies he has produced, but I know Mission Impossible was the big one for him. Mm-hmm. And the very first Mission Impossible, he <laughs> earned $100 million for that movie. One movie. It's incredible. So it's going to be a lot of fun discussing <clears throat> Tom Cruise with my brother and with you. And we're going to start where we always start, and that's at the beginning. Tom Cruise was born on July 3rd, 1962, in Syracuse, New York. Now, his dad was an engineer, and for some reason, Tom would say that he never really was satisfied with his job, and they would always be moving. It's not like mm-hmm. he was an army brat. You know, like these, these military kids, you know, their dad's in the army, and they're constantly moving because they have to. <laughs> they're transferred to bases all over the, the world sometimes. Um, but with Tom Cruise's dad... He just didn't like his job and wanted to move to another city. So he ended up, I think it said right here, I have written down, he went to 15 different schools by the time he was 14. That's ridiculous. 15? Can you imagine doing that? What is, I mean, can you imagine like, well, that's where he always, he was always the new kid and it was always tough. It was always a struggle. Yep. Um. Not very popular in school. Really? I didn't know that. Not, not really. Like in grade school? He was kind of bullied a lot, you know, because wow. he was a new kid. I mean, come on, how cool That's are you going to be? To adjust. You know, it, no one knows you, so you're easy target. I think he said he got used to the fact of, of being in a new place, um, a, I mean, after what, f- 15 times? I guess you do get used to it after a while. You would have to. In order to survive. Mm -hmm. So he had to deal with that in grade school. And I have a note here. As a 10-year-old, he was used as a kissing doll. Do you know that story? Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, I guess his sister's friends would line up in the bathroom while he sat on the counter and took turns (laughs) kissing him. And he says he loved it. He was 10 years old. His first French kiss. Kind of strange. A 10-year-old getting French kissed by, I would think they were 14-year-old girls. That's wow. a little weird. Yeah, that's Isn't a little it? strange. If you think about it, mm-hmm. it was almost like he, he was like pimped out, in a way, by his sisters. I don't know if he got any money for it, but guess what? He was getting some action. His confidence was already growing at the age of 10. Right. He was such a cute kid that girls didn't mind. Well, I right? don't know. Uh, they, there's always that, that talk of like, yeah, he's a sex symbol, but he's not like... You know, you, you'll read that he's not like your typical good-looking guy. Like, he has... Really? You know, his teeth were always kind of fucked up. But they all know, seem to his, work with his face. I guess, but he wasn't really, even as a kid, I don't know how, I, I don't think he was ever deemed, like, um... Beautiful? Right. Well, I don't, who would you consider, just off the top of your head, um, I don't know, Brad Pitt? Does Tom Cruise have a model look to him? No. Well, I don't think so. But he's very attractive. Yeah, but I think a lot of that is that confidence that he... Oh, okay, the confidence factor I works so. for him. Uh his light shines bright within, like a river yeah, phoenix. you could say that. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> Just look at him. He's very confident, like we explained before. So maybe that was even going on back then. 
even when he was a Maybe. kid. Yeah. That Maybe. special something, the it factor, he was displaying at that point. <clears throat> Excuse mm-hmm. me. That time in his life. Um, his parents divorced um, when he was young. I think he was 12. 12 years old. They divorced. And what happened was the dad... Gone. Gone. Another theme, right? He says uh, he was just never close to his dad. Yeah. And I don't know if you're about to get into that now. Um, But... Well, because the the parents broke up at 12, he was 12, Mm -hmm. the mom had to take on three jobs to support the family. That is a lot of responsibility for anyone. That's a lot. Um, The dad deciding to leave the family left the family with... Tom Cruise's family. I think she left him, but he just disappeared. Okay. I think. Okay. That's what I have. But from what I gather, he pretty much stayed out of Tom's life. Oh, he was gone. After that. Mm-hmm. For um, 10 years. Yeah. And I was going to get into that a little later. Might as well get into it now. But I think that when he was 22, I think, mm-hmm. when his dad uh, died, and right before he died, do you know that story? I think a little bit. Tom Cruise got a phone call. Said that your dad's dying. I don't know who it was from. Might have been the mom. Who okay. knows? Your father's dying. He wants to see you. And Tom's like, oh, they asked him, do you want to see him? <laughs> I mean, he's dying. And it's your decision. I mean, we're letting you know that he's dying. It's up to you. If you want to go see him, he wants to see you. And Tom's like, <laughs> yeah, of course I want to see my dad. Okay. He's not, he's not been a part of my life, but he's my dad. I want to see him. And I guess he brought like a little gift. I guess the two of them had like an inside joke about, and he brought this little gift and the, the, the two of them, they sat down at the hospital room and they had a nice little conversation, got to laughing. And he said that he pushed all of the negative stuff that he felt about his dad and pushed <clears> it aside <throat> and felt to himself, you know what? I'm not blaming anybody for what happened. You know, my dad wasn't around. So what? I still love him. He's my dad. And before he passed, he made peace with the fact that his okay. dad wasn't around. You know, any, anybody could be like, fuck you. And I'm sure a lot of kids have done that, right? I don't know if I know anybody that's kind of not been a part of their lives, the dad, and they're like, oh, fuck them. I don't even talk to them. Like <laughs> our, our, our um, brother, yep. stepbrother, Brian, mm-hmm. uh, has nothing to do with his father because he left the family. Right. You know, our, our um, stepbrothers and sister, you know, our, um, our brothers, I would call them brothers and sisters now, they grew up like that, you know? Denise raised them on her own, and he has nothing to do with his father. And th- this could be the same thing, but he felt, you know what? I, just, I thought there was a nice little story, Yeah. and it plays into his Magnolia role. No shit, that's the next note I have. Yeah, it really did. And Paul Thomas Anderson, who did the film, casted Cruz. And Cruz, when they got to that scene, he's like, PTA, did you dig up on me? Did you know about this? He's like, no, I swear to God, I didn't know. He goes, well, this is very similar to what happened with my own dad. Yeah. And that's why I think it's such an emotional scene. But we'll get into Magnolia. Yeah, we can do that later. Yeah. Cause... Is there something you want to touch on? Uh, no, you know, like I said, I, he, there's not a whole lot about his early life that I found. Okay. You know, it's um, pretty you... basic. Well, uh, uh, go ahead. At four, he grew up Catholic. Yes. <laughs> and at 14, he wanted to be a priest. <laughs> yes. And yes. he did enroll into some sort of... St. Francis Monastery. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Cincinnati, Ohio. Only four hours away yes. from us. Mm-hmm. And uh, he didn't make it. <laughs> like, one year later, he got kicked out, I think, for... I think he... 
stole alcohol or something like no. that? <clears throat> no. From what I get, uh, he spent a year there, and what I think happened was, he's a very confident guy. He likes control. And the fact that being a priest kind of fascinated him at first, the whole idea, the power factor of being a priest. Priests hold a lot of power, mm-hmm. if you want to believe that or not. They do. When a priest walks in the room, everybody sort of just kind of mm, stands up straight or looks round. Right. And, oh my God, it's right. a priest. Just like a cop walks in the room. That power factor fascinated him for a bit. But like you said, 14 years old, right? What happens when you're around 14, Dave? Well, he's already kissing girls at 10. I mean, You reach puberty. And I think he soon realized that being celibate for the rest of his life, hmm, that, that's Sounds a, awful. Yeah, that's a hell of a choice you're making. And I think that he just was like, okay, I okay. tried it. <laughs> I don't think that that's for me. And he made that decision at the right time and uh, ended up leaving the monastery. Can you, him being a priest, I mean, I don't know. That's pretty out there. But he considered it. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, uh, moving on from yeah, that. Like, Go ahead. So, I mean, he, he got into acting because uh, he was wrestling in high school. He, and I think he, he fucked up his knee or something pretty good. I think it was wrestling. He messed up his leg in some way. Yeah, he, and um, that's what got him into acting. Yes, and he was also big into football. He played varsity football as a linebacker. And he was also very into <clears> soccer. And his soccer coaches would say, that when they would lose a game, he was pissed. Oh, of I course. Mean, he was angry. Where the other kids were like, sad, or, oh, you know, we lost the game. He would get the team together and yell at them and tell them they're not doing what they're supposed to do. No big surprises yes. there. And you, you had to be on top of your game when you were around Tom Cruise playing sports because he had to win. And, and that was important to him. So when he hurt <clears> his <throat> leg, he tried acting. Right? <clears throat> Theater? What was his first... Role? Do you remember or what play? No, I don't. Guys and Dolls musical. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we got a taste of the theater. And another note here I have about his mom. His mom was in the arts. Okay, and he had a high respect for her because of what she did with the family. And she would do workshops, theatrical workshops. And he says he remembers acting like animals. You know how you do that in acting school? You're yeah. act like an animal. Mm-hmm. You become the animal. Uh, sense memory stuff. He was doing at an early age. Um, uh, he would go and do imitations in the backyard and have like a crowd of kids come around. He would do Woody Woodpecker and things like that <laughs> just to, you know, have fun with everybody and perform even back then. So, okay, you know, th- as far as his early childhood goes, I think that's about mm-hmm. it because uh, he didn't go to college. He decided he loved acting so much. Guess what? He moves to New York City. Mm-hmm. Get this, I didn't know this. I didn't know either. Go ahead, say it. He went to the Neighborhood Playhouse? He wanted to go to the Neighborhood Playhouse. But he studied with Sanford Meisner. No, he studied with an associate of Sanford Meisner, but he studied the Meisner technique. That's not what I have. I read that he studied with Sanford Meisner. Hmm. I know that he wanted... Maybe it was skewed up where it was just like the the technique that he learned. Because when he was in New York, it was early 80s, so Meisner was around. Yeah. Um... My notes, from what I understand, he couldn't get into the playhouse because they didn't have enough money. So what he did, he just had like a private coach instead that was more affordable, and he learned the Meisner technique. Okay. I think for a few years, he studied under this coach, acting coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, he bussed tables for a few years in New York City. Tom Cruise was <clears throat> bussing tables uh, in New York City, and that's kind <laughs> of interesting. Uh, look. 
Yeah, that's Wish a bad time machine. <laughs> <laughs> Just being like, you have no idea what you're gonna make of yourself, young I, man. I know, right? Like, this, he's a he was a busboy. Uh, you take know, my plate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take my plate, Tom. So, you, know. you know, so it's weird, kind of picturing him as a busboy, but he was. And then after a few years, he decided that he had enough confidence to go out and audition. And it took him six months to get his first role. What a lucky bastard. Wow. It takes guys years, women, actresses, years to get anything. Uh, so he got his the Endless Love role. That was his first role. And then, of course, Taps. Taps, okay. And I believe that was 82. It, it, I think it came out in 83, but he was probably filming in 82 or 82. something like that. 82. And do you want to talk about that? You know, i never seen it. Taps? You've never I, seen Taps? I've never seen Taps. It's, and I know you own it, too, don't you? Like, you I, had I, it like on VHS or something. I probably did. I don't know how I never watched it. It's a good movie. I like. I mean, I love Sean Penn and Timothy Hutton. Timothy Hutton is fantastic. Um, really Tom good. Cruise, he has a decent role. And he says that when he got the role, when he was cast, he had a total of three lines when he first started filming. This I did read about. Do you want to go ahead and... Well, ahead. just knowing that, like... He only had a few lines, but he was so good that they're like, we need to get him in more scenes. They wanted him to take over another character in the movie. They approached Tom and they said, we really, this other actor, he's not really doing that good of a job. Would you want to do it? He says, I'm not stepping on anybody's toes. That's his role? No, I'm not doing it. Wow. So what happened? They fired the other actor. So Tom had to do it. Okay. They wanted him that bad for the role. They fired the other guy. And Tom's like, well, since you fired him, I guess I'll take it. But Wow. Yeah. So that's how he got. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. He was that guy. They wanted him so bad for it. They felt that the other guy sucked and Tom would be much better. And he was. So. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't read that. So, I, yeah. Um, I just knew that they wanted him to have a bigger role. Yeah. I didn't. Okay. So then Risky Business was next. 1983, right? <laughs> He auditioned. He, yeah, well, there's the Outsiders. I don't know if that came oh, first. Oh, you're right. It did. Yeah, I'm it sorry. had to have come from, you know, with an all-star cast. Sorry if you hear the background noise. That's my dog upstairs being <laughs> a dick. There's a. There's he's, a <laughs> he's got a lot of energy. <laughs> he's only one. He's a, a cockapoo, right? He's a cockapoo. So yeah, he's all over the place. He's yeah, he's a puppy still. So if you hear any background noise or crying in that what Robin Williams episode we you did, you can hear him. You up can there. hear him crying at the door. Fucking bastard. <laughs> but no, he's awesome. <laughs> no, he's a good dog. You know yeah. dogs. Yeah, I have a dog is. too, as you know. Serious. And he's a pain in the ass, too. He's a good dog, but, you know, they're like kids. Sometimes they're worse than kids. Ridiculous. Uh, anywho. But uh, you know what? You know what? Talking about The Outsiders, you got Francis Ford Coppola directing it, and I'm sure he was flattered to get that. Oh, of course. I mean, he's working with... Yeah, cast. Uh, I mean, the, at the time, there was a lot fit. of unknown. I think the only one known was uh, Matt Dillon. Yes. And maybe Patrick Swayze. Maybe. Um, I... Th- I'm trying to think if Red Dawn came out before The Outsiders. It might have. I Maybe. think it did. So Patrick Swayze was definitely in the business. And if you don't know anything <clears throat> about Patrick Swayze, his mother was a big dance teacher. Uh, Patrick Swayze's mother taught John Travolta how to dance in Urban Cowboy. He, she, And Patrick Swayze was actually helping out with the whole process, was in a few scenes of Urban Cowboy dancing with all the other cowboys. Oh, no shit. Yeah, in the movie. And so, yeah, so you got Patrick Swayze, Rob Lowe, uh, Emilio Estevez, Ralph Macchio, Ralph Macchio, who did awesome. 
in that movie. <clears throat> it's underrated. Machio? Oh, God, yeah. Nah. I, his looks left him. He can't have that boyish well, look to him, right? I didn't... I, I didn't... You never the only thing him? I liked him in was probably Karate Kid, and that's probably... Probably about it. My cousin Vinny, but it's not a big role. No, it's Joe Pesci's movie, right? Yeah, that's a Tomei. I didn't really care for him in Outsiders, but anyways. Really, you didn't no, think he did not, a good job as he Johnny? Was okay. Oh, I thought he did a great job. Oh, and then of course Pony Boy. What's his name? Oh, Thomas C. Thomas C. Howell. C. Thomas C. Howell. C. Thomas Thomas. Yeah, C. Something Thomas weird Howell. like that. But yeah, he was. It, but anyways, I mean, you know, that was probably his, you know, his really big break. Um, yeah, I think so. To, to then get the role for Risky Business. Yeah, and I, I want to point out in The Outsiders, when they're getting all pumped up to go to the Rumble, okay, and they're running outside, Tom Cruise jumps oh, on a... Does, does he jump on a car? And he does a flip off yeah. of the car. Like a... He flips off the car. I always thought that was so cool. And, I didn't, <laughs> and, and his part in that movie isn't that big. No, he plays really small. Rob Lowe's friend. They work at the same gas station together. Mm-hmm. Okay, so whenever Rob Lowe is kind of around, Tom Cruise is always kind of around. Seemed to be lagging around mm-hmm. in the background. He he chipped his tooth for the film or something. Well, no, I think he fucked up his. Uh, um, oh, and I thought I wrote this down, but I'm not sure. He fucked it up playing uh, hockey, floor hockey or something, as a teenager. Okay, and. He didn't get his teeth fixed till later on. So that was real. It, it was, yeah. That's how his teeth really looked at that time. Hmm. And you don't, you don't see the. He good may have look. had a cap that maybe they removed. Okay. I'm not that, sh- I think that's. What I'm it was. not exactly sure. Okay. But his teeth, for a while, he. I mean, he wore braces. You know. Hmm. Even when he was pop, you know, a okay. mega star, I think he got braces then. Even it was always kind of an issue. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, the outsiders. If you've never seen it, and I think most of you have because of the book, okay, most kids have to read that book in school. Like, well, they did when we were in school. Madeline did. Oh, did she? Yes. And we, that's, no shit. I revisited The Outsiders because she read the book. It's such a good book. And she's like, Dad, there's a movie about this. I said, oh, I know. <laughs> well, I, I bought it for you. Yeah. It was yeah, like the extended did. version where they have all the scenes that they cut out from Rob Lowe. Yes. That was which fantastic. is a whole other, that's oh, a whole other God. story, though. Rob Lowe, yeah, that's story. He... He had so many more lines and scenes in that movie, and when they went to see it for the first time, he's like, the fuck happened to all my scenes? <laughs> They're all gone! Oh, that's gonna be hard. You know, so he was, yeah, he I'd was, man. Pissed. He was like, uh, anyways, we're it, getting off. Yeah, uh, Risky Business. 83? Yes. Okay. You want to talk about the Risky Business? No, you go ahead, man. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Risky Business was, uh, the casting process, I guess, was a little hectic. Uh, the casting director had uh, kind of reservations about having Tom Cruise in there. Uh, the outsider guy, the one with the chipped tooth. Uh, <laughs> that guy? The taps guy. He was in taps. He was kind of a dick. Uh, I don't know if I want him for this movie. Well, I guess there's this other producer on the film that said, you won't regret it. At least have him come in, do the audition. He got the role. And then the rest is history, folks, because he exploded after this movie. When you think about that scene... Where he comes sliding in, singing to what's his name? Bob Seeger. Bob Seeger. That song. He made that song popular. And And he, the sunglasses. The sunglasses <clears throat> look. Dude, those went fucking like everybody was wearing them because of that movie. They Ray Bans, I think. 
Is that what they were? I think. That exploded off the shelves, I'm yeah. sure. Um, there's a, a story about Risky Business. Rebecca DeMorne plays the prostitute that he falls in love with. Um, during the early progressions of making this film, Tom Cruise and Rebecca didn't have much chemistry. There wasn't that fire. And Tom Cruise was going out of his mind. He felt that their scenes, they weren't real. And he felt that the audience wouldn't see the passion between the two of them. It was needed in the film. So much so, Tom Cruise went up to the director and told him, we have to get rid of her. It's not wow. working. And the director's like, give it some time. Tom, listen, we're not firing her. We hired her. We like her. And you're going to make it work. And he said, oh. So what did he do? <laughs> what did he do? I'll tell you what he did. He got hot and heavy with Rebecca off the set. They lived together right. during the shoot. It became an item. And their scenes are very passionate. And you could tell the fire. He made it work. When he came to a wall, first he wanted her gone. <laughs> that was number one. To get rid of the problem, bring in somebody else. When the director said, uh-uh, deal with it, he went to step two and decided that, okay, since let's he, make it real, we will make it work. And he did. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So that is... Tom Cruise and a little example of just how passionate, hard-driven, focused he is. And we were talking about this earlier, Dave. Right? That perfectionist thing he's got going on. <clears throat> it's ridiculous. It, yeah. And that and that's another thing that I know a lot of people don't like Tom Cruise as an actor. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. I guess everyone's... They have their own I taste. How could they see that? They do. Trust me. I've, I've watched enough videos on YouTube where okay. you read the comments and oh. there's so many people who are like, he's horrible. And I'm like, what fuck? No, yeah, there's <laughs> literally comments and that's fine. <clears throat> but you can't take away his dedication no. towards, he never half-assed anything in his life. No, nothing. And that's something you have to respect. He doesn't dick around. Right. He will not work with someone who doesn't give it their all. Right. And I respect that. You know, he's a hard, probably maybe one of the most hardworking individuals he ranks up there with like a daniel day lewis who's like yes. i'm putting everything into this you're either yes. with me or you're out yes uh and that's just how he works and yeah. i really admire that robert de niro was another person that pops into my head uh very hardworking, someone that would gain 60 pounds for a role not eat for christian a bale christian bale how about that you know he is not talked about enough in my podcasts and shame on me yeah christian, christian bale, bale is... i think is still underrated no. I don't think he's... I, I don't think he's underrated. I don't, I don't put him as high as I should, I think, Christian Bale. He's definitely, for me, probably top five at least. Top five, really? Of all time. See, I don't put him that high. I would. See, so I, for me... Dude, what was the worst performance he's ever given? Is it, there one? It took me a while to get into his American Psycho role. It just did. For some reason... Really? I, I saw him in that role, and I was just like, maybe in the back of my head I knew DiCaprio was supposed to play that role, and I kept seeing DiCaprio was like, would have been perfect for that role. Hmm. And I would see Christian Bale do it and go, oh, DiCaprio would have done that better or done this better. It took me two, three, four, maybe five times to go, I get it. I got it. I That's insane. get it. And what's really funny about that is doing my research on Tom Cruise, I found out that Christian Bale based his character... Bateman, off of Tom Cruise. Off of Tom Cruise's um, vampire movie, Lestat. An interview with a vampire? Yes. No kidding. 
And I was like, interesting. I'll have to, next time I watch it, sort of remember that. Uh, and when I think back to Bale's performance in Psycho, it, the American choices, Psycho. yeah, the choices he made were very good. Dude, all of them were good. He was, and that's the first time I really saw him. Yeah. Okay, not really. He was in Newsies, and I saw oh, that when it came out, but that doesn't really fucking count because I didn't count. know that was him. No, I don't think But, I mean, <laughs> when I saw that, I was just like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. I love the movie, first of all, and I was like, this, the guy... Patrick Bateman is phenomenal. Oh, he's a great character. Yeah. And ever since then, he has never disappointed. Yeah. Ever. And it goes on par with what we're talking about with Tom Cruise, the same with Christian Bale, is when uh, that uh, that, uh, video or that audio clip came out of him yelling and screaming at the stagehand. Yeah. And he went off on that guy. Brutal. That was a a big deal. It was. Um, And just because he just berated this guy. But... Good I'm, for you. you know, what you know? What's really weird about that <laughs> is when I heard that clip for the first time, my first thought was Christian Bale. What a dick! But what? I, do you feel the same way? No, I didn't. I don't now. I I I was like, you know what? Um, well, first, I mean, it was like, wow, that's harsh. That's pretty fucked up. It was harsh. But when you when you really do put it into a perspective of like, you don't know exactly what was going on. You weren't mm-hmm. there. I don't know what his relationship was with this guy, but obviously wasn't good, and he had enough of his shit. And it's tough to really judge someone who is in the middle of working on something and concentrating that hard, and when you're a perfectionist like that, you go off. You have a temper. I have a temper. I have. <laughs> I have. You. I can't blame him for that. I could be, you know, acting the same way towards someone like that. I think I took away from that is that Christian Bale was doing something important. Okay, and this guy wasn't taking it seriously. Exactly, that pissed him off. Exactly, and I guarantee you that wasn't the first time it happened on the set. It wasn't, and he even mentioned it in the whole thing. He's like, "This yeah. isn't the first time," right. and he's like, "You know, I don't want to see him again." And it's like, these guys they need to surround themselves with people who are gonna take that one hundred percent that they're doing. Because right. if you're not, get the fuck out. And I get that, man. If if you're working on something, yeah. and you have a weak link in the member in the in the, yeah. in the team. Get the fuck out. I guess you got to respect actors like that. They take their work very seriously. And Tom Cruise is one of those actors that takes every role seriously. And like we talked about. And we'll, we'll get into it a lot more with each of these movies. Not all of them, obviously. We can't touch on all of his <laughs> movies. There, it would be a five-parter. Yeah. There's a, lot of, there's a lot that I learned about how he approached certain roles and it. It's good stuff. Do you so. want to dive into that now? Want, what's the next one you have on your list? Uh, here, let me take a look. Sure. Um, this is uh, The Actor's Room with Jeff Tarowski <laughs> and Dave Tarowski coming to you li- Nope, not live. We're live. But we're going to be putting this out tomorrow, probably in the morning. Well, but go ahead. Um, I'm, I'm skipping over Top Gun. Oh! Such I, a big movie. But hey, if it's not your bag, dude, it's and not I'll, your bag. I'll admit, I saw it for the first time just like three years ago. Oh, God, Dave, what? And How I did it happen? I didn't like 80s? it either. You didn't watch it in the 80s? I never? saw parts of it maybe in the yeah. 80s. It was just one of those movies that slipped by, and then uh, it was like on Netflix or something. And I'm like, okay, I should, I, I need to watch this, obviously. <laughs> yeah, obviously. And it's okay. I was like, this isn't. It's a fun movie. It's I a guess fun movie. He took it very seriously, of course. Spent a lot of airtime. Yeah, I know it was a lot of fun for him. He, oh he, yeah, he he was convinced after he went up with the Blue Angels and experienced that's so that. Awesome. That's a, I would throw up. I would too. But. 
it sounds exciting, but I don't think it's for me. Um, I just, yeah, I mean, didn't really get the whole appeal of... Yeah. Maverick. There's a lot yeah. of uh, people out there that feel that uh, that's their favorite Tom Cruise movie, Top Gun. And I feel sorry for you. <laughs> Like there's oh, so yeah, I know right because I can mention oh my god because of the the performances that he has given yeah yeah exactly yeah that's a good point so yeah we're gonna just move on yeah it, it, you asked what I had next and that's right to me I enjoyed Color of Money a oh. hell of a lot more than Top Gun oh Color yeah. of Money is underrated oh Paul Newman fucking f- oh, phenomenal my god um, the the story. But it's the, the performances it's, are rock it's an solid, movie. hard. I mean, and also, Tom Cruise states that he would go 12 hours at a time practicing pool. Yes. It's a, that it's was a, the note I had. He did all of his trick shots except one. I it believe was, that. Um, <clears throat> what do I have here? <clears throat> Where the ball, had a, the ball had to jump two balls to skip to another. Okay. I, not exactly. Okay. What That's a tough shot. That shot, um, yeah. There's I mean, probably like five people in the whole world <clears throat> that can do he, that shot. He learned how to play pool. He, yeah, he played for 12 hours straight. Very impressive look to him as a pool player. He looked very natural at it, damn good at it. And you could tell that when they were shooting that, filming it, that was really him playing pool. No shit. And he really studied hard to <clears> make <throat> sure that he looked the part. And guess what? He did. And that character, too, is real cocky. Uh, real flaky, uh, yeah. you know, real flaky kind of guy. I love his hair, too. His, his hair standing up. <laughs> yeah, great the James look. Dean look. Yeah, he had a great look to him. And him and Paul Newman bonded on set. And he has nothing but high respect for <clears throat> Paul Newman. Loved he, him, he said. He was one of his favorite actors. Yeah, growing up. You're right. Um, and I do have a note where... <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm choking on cigarettes. <clears throat> Don't eat them, Dave. Smoke them. Uh, Tom Cruise went to audition for a role of um, the movie Harry and Son. Harry I don't know Son. of, but apparently it was a movie with Paul Newman. Okay. Where, you know, Cruise hmm. didn't get the part. Okay. But, you know, Paul he Paul Newman remembered him. Oh, so he... And he, oh, yeah. in the back of his mind, he remembered him for the role of Color of Money. Oh, shit. I love that. I didn't know that. And Excellent. You know, they do this movie and they, be, they became very good friends. Well, Paul Newman and, is an A1 First class human being. If you didn't know that about good Paul dude, Newman. Uh, it, you know, of course, you see his face on all the, you know, the spaghetti sauce stuff. The Newman's own. I think we buy it. It's a staple in our household. <laughs> when I have my spaghetti dinners, you want to look at Paul Newman. I look at Paul Newman every time I make a spaghetti dinner, uh, and all that stuff is donations. It it goes to um, charities. He was big into charities, uh, and Tom Cruise said it opened his eyes a bit more on helping other people, and Paul Newman sh- sort of showed him that. Yeah. And uh, he said in an interview, he actually loved, or loved, Paul Newman. Still does. I'm sure he did. Just because he's dead doesn't mean he can't stop loving them. He loves Paul Newman. Big part of his life in the early stages of his career. So um, I don't know how much more you want to talk about Color of um, Money. I don't think he was nominated for that. He should have been. That That's a shame. I know Paul Newman won the Academy Award for Color of Money, though, his first. And only, actually, that's a disgrace. <laughs> Good lord. Okay, so what's the next uh, one after Color well, Money? <clears throat> then he did Cocktail. Cocktail, I enjoy. I know, and it was a huge flop. That was the it movie. It was a we, flop? When we were talking at the bar. Was that the one? I was like, 
There was a movie I can't think of that was like a huge flop because he doesn't have many flops, but mm-hmm. Cocktail was a flop. I I enjoyed the movie. I did I too. Did. I was like, I don't get it. Yeah, it's not bad. He he has really good moments in there. Yep. Um Elizabeth Shue, which oh, yeah, she's gorgeous, beautiful. <laughs> um, and the fact that he was behind the bar flipping the glasses and and twirling the the bottles of liquor and. Just showing his athletic ability, like once again, uh, showcasing his talents, not only within his ability to grab other characters and take on a role seriously, he got to showcase his <clears> ability <throat> to just be athletic, physical, show his skills at doing things, being limber, doing maybe mm-hmm. certain things that other actors just can't do. Uh, Tom Cruise takes great pleasure in placing in his roles his special talents, things that he works on. <clears throat> he likes to show off. He does. He loves Look what to I show. can do, yeah. type of thing. He's very confident in, in portraying that about himself. Where other people may not, he has no problem at all showing us what he can do. And that's a good example of a cocktail right there. Good movie. Hey, if you've never seen it, and I'm sure you have, if you're a Tom Cruise fan, uh, yeah, I'm sure you have. You, it, it may be one that some people are like, yeah, I'm okay at not seeing this. <laughs> but it, corny. It, it may surprise yeah. you. I know it surprised me because I went in expecting nothing at all. So maybe that's why it was okay. Well, when was the first time you saw it? <clears throat> Probably, I would say late 90s. Oh, okay. So it was a while ago. It yeah. wasn't recent. It was a while okay. ago. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it as a kid. And just a fun note. Okay. Who was considered? Oh, really? For the role? This blew my mind. Okay. Jim Carrey. <laughs> what? That would have been awful. <laughs> Love you, Jim, but uh, no. 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 That no, would have no. been interesting. No. Tom Cruise is perfect for that and, role. And also Charlie Sheen, which I could have seen. That, oh, yeah. That, Charlie Sheen would have done pretty well, I think. But Jim Carrey, that, I mean, especially during that time, he, he wasn't like... In 88, <laughs> he was, like, not even on In Living he did, Color. He was he, just doing... Earth Girls are... Easy, and yeah. uh, the one with Nicolas Cage, Peggy oh, Sue yeah. Got Married. Peggy Sue Got Married, he did. So, I mean, he did yeah. some movies, I remember, know. Remember that one movie, Once Bitten? Where yeah, he was that's a vampire? right. That's right. That's, a, that's like a hidden gem film <laughs> of Jim Carrey's you've never classic. seen. Yeah, Once Bitten. I actually watched it, gosh, for the... I think it was a few years ago. It was on Netflix. I'm like, holy shit, once bitten. So that's a that's a good Jim Carrey uh, gem of a film. If you've never seen that one. Fuck, it had to be like 18 years old, 9, 20 he years was, old. He was young. Very young. Yeah, doesn't even look like him. Um, I need to... Okay, yeah, we're going to take a little break, and we're going to be right back. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're back. We got a beer. We got another cigarette going. Well, Dave does. I'll get one on in a little bit. Uh, so we're going to continue on, and uh, the next up, <laughs> film for Tom Cruise we're going to talk about is uh, Rain Man. And uh, what year was that? 88? Yeah. Wow. I can't think. Off the top and of my head. Reportedly one of Princess Diana's favorite movies. Now, that's a big deal, right? I think so. I, Princess I Diana. Had a, yeah. I had to mark that down because mm-hmm. um, that's pretty significant. And recently watched this again okay. a couple weeks ago. All right. Um, my girlfriend, she hadn't seen it before. Okay. Like most movies. She's <laughs> she just not, into not good with the movies. Yeah. <laughs> and even she liked it. She doesn't like movies. It, it, it reminded me how fucking great this movie is. Um, I think I remember watching this as a kid with our parents. And um, I remember our dad 
and he's not big into the critic stuff, talking about movies. He enjoys movies. No, yes. he's not a movie but guy. But not like our mom was more into the arts. Okay, that's where we got a lot of our artistic stuff, I think. Although my dad's side of the family drew and stuff like that. Um, my mom's side of the family, a lot with uh, music and uh, performing and dancing mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, my dad, I remember dad just being like, this is not only a great movie, and he enjoyed the movie very much, he was very impressed with Tom Cruise. And more so, me as well. I, For some reason, all the stuff that he had done before, which was all good, very good, this role, this character, it was something different for him. Uh, he seemed like he was really in control of that character and how confident that character was. And it played into his performance. And my dad ended up... <laughs> Getting the soundtrack. Oh, that, yeah. Remember that? Yes. He freaking loved that soundtrack. We heard it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, we'd go on trips, yeah. and he'd be playing on the radio, on the cassette, whatever, in the, in the van as we're driving to Florida, that journey that we would go through. Mm-hmm. But we had this conversion van, and we'd be playing Rain Man soundtrack, back-to-back. Back. <clears throat> he loved it. He loved everything about that movie. And so we grew up watching it, loving it. Dustin Hoffman. I mean, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? It's, it's um, it's a gem. I mean, if you don't, if you've never seen it, what the fuck are you doing? Right. First of all, it's a classic. Um, I would consider it a classic. It's great that I mean, Tom Cruise and probably ninety percent of this movie is yeah. a complete fucking asshole. Oh, he's a dick. In the relationship that he has with uh, Raymond, I mean, it's because the whole movie you're rooting for him to like stop being an asshole. Right. And finally, at the very end, it's so emotional. Um, that part where Dustin Hoffman leans his head onto Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. improvised. improvised. You know, that was not written in there. Because uh, uh, Dustin Hoffman's character is a savant. Mm-hmm. What did he have? He had a, there was a, It was autistic. Uh, autistic. Yeah. Savant. And based on a real person, too. Based on a, a true story. And the thing with this guy <clears throat> is he doesn't like human contact. Like, he doesn't like people touching him. Like, you don't touch him. So, when Dave brought up there at the end of the film... They were connecting, and it was a choice that I believe Dustin Hoffman made in that scene to lean towards Tom Cruise. They're sitting right next to each other, sitting down at a table, and Tom Cruise is sort of spilling his heart out, finally connecting with Dustin Hoffman's character, telling him that he loves him. I like you as having you know, a big brother, and he mm-hmm. meant it. <clears throat> for the first time, probably, in the whole movie, right? Yeah, it's what you're waiting for in the yes. whole movie. And Dustin Hoffman decided they were kind of close together. But he leaned into him, and their heads touched. And that was a big deal in the movie. Like, oh, my God, they're making contact. There's a connection. Very sweet moment in the film, and I watched that clip today. Oh, yeah. And it made me tear up a little bit. I'll be honest with you. It was a touching scene. It, in, <laughs> there was a lot of reluctancy of making this movie. Both oh, of them were yeah, just... yeah, I think you're right. They, they were both, like... In, in between takes, we like, no one's going to see this. So, oh, like, the two, they, I, I can't remember the exact words that they use but like two morons in a car who the hell's gonna watch this you know yeah kmart (laughs) yeah they're just they didn't really believe in it almost at the time that's crazy to think about it it, it, and it is because Because it just worked because of the dedication not only from tom cruise because that's what he does but obviously uh, dustin hoffman yeah he's crazy (laughs) crazy good on another level than tom cruise i think dustin hoffman is just so believable neurotic in, in, in what in his work that method that he uses, he's a true method actor, mm-hmm. Dustin Hoffman, but like real crazy, stupid into method acting. Um, it's really hard <laughs> to work with someone like Dustin Hoffman as opposed to 
uh, Tom Cruise. I think they are different that. in how they probably approach, but their dedication is the same. Is the same. They when they rehearse, they would switch roles even. What? Mm-hmm. I would love to see that. I know. I wonder if that's on special features. Nah, I don't know if no. it was recorded. <sighs> That'd be fun to watch. The <coughs> that would be great doing to see. That. But wow. I mean, you know. I'm sure when it came to, like, work ethics, I mean, they were on the same page. That's why it worked. Of course. They worked well together, obviously. And I remember there was a, some sort of a dedication ceremony to Dustin Hoffman in, late, in the late 90s I watched over at a buddy's house. And they were honoring Dustin Hoffman. And Tom Cruise was sort of the MC, uh, sort of, you know, running nice. the whole thing. And Tom Cruise drifted away from the microphone, and then Dustin Hoffman got up and said something after they, you know, acclaimed him and all that stuff. And he gave his little speech, and at the end, he turned around, he looked at Tom Cruise, and he pointed at him, and he said, you better take notice of this guy, because he is special. Huh. Very special, and one day, he'll be standing where I am today, and you're going to be honoring him. Someday. <laughs> and then you know, the Tom Cruise, of course, is smiled. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's like his whole face. That, that shit-eating grin on his face. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. yeah. Bring it. Yeah. Let's bring it. So, yeah, there you go. A good example of his hard work and dedication once again on Rain Man. And uh, uh, you want to move on or you have something? Uh, uh, a quick. Sure. You know, like when um, Dustin Hoffman farts in the phone booth, that was okay. improvised. He really did fart did at one fart. point. <laughs> and Tom Cruise, how do you deal with that? He farted in that... Oh, that sound shit yeah. sucked. I thought that was cool. I like stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I like... Uh, you know. Yeah, you like hearing about it. I, yeah. I do, you know. It's good stuff. Um, Next up! Uh, it, they originally wrote it for uh, Randy Quaid and Dennis Quaid. I wonder who was going to play who. Is that true? That's That was I, originally written for the Quaid brothers? That's what I have here. So you would have Den- Dennis be Tom Cruise's character. Obviously. Because, on, I mean, man. Randy Quaid's just kind of a goofy... He would have. How those two came from the same parents? <laughs> Dennis Quaid, like this, I don't know, athletic-looking, good-looking guy. And, and, right? He seems normal and down-to-earth, and Randy yes, Quaid is uh, another fucking planet. A great actor? They're both great actors in their I, own right. I, I mean, Dennis is... Uh, yeah, I guess I, they're, they're, they're both good. They're both good. In different ways. Yes. Let's just put it that it's way. It's just strange that they're brothers. <laughs> <laughs> like Sean Penn and his brother. Yeah, Chris. They... Also, kind of like the same deal. Kind of. One's kind of big and goofy. You know, the one's mm-hmm. just, you know, normal kind of look to them. But anyways. We'll, we'll move on moving to, on. Uh, in my opinion. Okay. This is the most important movie Tom Cruise has ever made. Okay. Born on the 4th mm. of July. <clears throat> yeah. That, it's an intense film. <clears throat> Hard to watch for me sometimes. Oh, it's it's not. Yeah. It this is. is a tough movie to watch. I re- I remember struggling watching this because I didn't know what to expect. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't really know, um, but he is <clears throat> all over the place in this movie. Emotional. But his best acting, probably I, because I, of the fact that it's so emotional. Uh, what he's what he went through in Vietnam, and then he came home <coughs> and sort of had to deal with everything. Yeah. Well, let's. I mean, if you've never seen it, <clears throat> and probably most people haven't. It, it, I'll be honest with you. Well, yeah. not saying most, but some. It's, it's based off of the memoir by Ron Kovic, yeah. uh, born on the 4th of July, and it's about his experience in Vietnam, and yep. m- more importantly, it's actually what happened after he yeah, got Yeah, that's home. what I think. It, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's I mean, it's a small part of what happens in Vietnam, Vietnam. Yeah. and he did get shot twice. He got shot in the foot, mm-hmm. and he got shot in the back, yeah. and he got paralyzed, paralyzed because of that from the waist down. Yep. 
So there's a lot to talk about with this movie. A lot going on. <clears throat> he um So he wrote this book and uh originally it was supposed to they were going to do a movie yeah. in 1978. Whoa, starring Al Pacino. Okay. I can as, see that. As Kobe. Yeah. Okay. But it fell through four days before they were about oh, to f- start shooting. Man, did it say? Did they say what happened? Why did it? I think something about budget. Okay. Um, it just didn't work out. It These things happen. Oh, that happens a lot. And they crushed him. Al Pacino. And, well, or the well, guy who wrote the book. Probably, but yeah, Ron Kovic, okay. uh, who wrote the book, and and you know, Oliver Stone was involved with the screenplay. He wasn't very established. Stone at this time in '78, he hadn't. <sighs> I, no. He hadn't done much. No, not and much. And he told Kovic, he's like, listen, if I ever make it mm-hmm. and I get the opportunity, we're going to do this we're movie. We're going to fucking do this. Yeah, I won't forget about After it. After he did Platoon, oh. he was able to do this of movie course. and held his promise of, of doing it. Hmm. And at the time, Pacino's too old. They you know, they had to move on. They got Tom Cruise. And what year is this? 89? This is 89. Okay. And when it came out. It so, came out in 89. And so... Um, What's his name? Oliver Stone directed it. Yes. And wrote it? He did the screenplay? Right. Shit. Yeah. That's Oliver Stone for you. That guy's a maniac. But, you know, know, people are like, well, you just did Platoon. Why are you doing another movie? And he's like, well, this is kind of, you know, Platoon is about Vietnam, the war. The whole movie is in Vietnam. This this whole, it's like the aftermath. What happened to these guys after after the war he wanted to do a movie about? And what better way to do it with Born on the Fourth of July there are certain scenes in that you could actually see Tom Cruise like hurting on the inside, like and he was. I mean, like you could see it coming through his face, his, his arms, like and he didn't have his legs to use. So it seemed like because his legs weren't being used, he like used the upper part of his body in every way imaginable to communicate like what he was feeling. And I'm sure he went to the ringer. With this part. And he did. I mean, he was dedicated to the point where, I mean, he was in a wheelchair even when they weren't filming. He was preparing like that. Mm -hmm. And really wanted the approval of Ron. The the writer of the book. Yeah. Yeah. Kovic was on the the set a lot. I'm sure. Every day. And Cruz was always coming up to him and be like, how am I doing? Mm -hmm. You know, is there anything else I have to do different? And, I mean, Kovic absolutely was like, I mean... He's looking at Cruz, who looks just like him, yeah. you know, yeah. 20 years earlier or 10 years earlier, and um, had nothing but great things to say about his performance. It should. Um, yeah. But in, w- he's like, it wouldn't have worked if it wasn't for Tom Cruise's passion and mm-hmm. persistence to make it right. And Amen. to do it right. Amen. And of note, the, okay. the, that scene where he's in the hospital... And he's losing it with the nurses. Mm-hmm. He's just like, you know, I want my leg. They wanted to cut off his leg. Yeah. And he's just like, I want my leg. I want to keep it. I mean, he's really losing it. Yeah. Because he was really suspended like that for like all day. And he's like, mm-hmm. it does something to you. I'm sure. You know, yeah. he's like, he, he said he's not a big Stanislavski. Yeah. That method. Technique method. The Russian. But thing. he's like, at that point, it, it yeah. happened for him. It happened. Man. Internally, it just came out of the shit yeah. and everything that he was feeling. And that scene where uh, he's in his house with his, his family, and he's just a mess. Losing it, and his mom kicks him out. Yeah, he's like, we weren't supposed to kill children. And, Thou shalt not kill. Yeah, and his mom doesn't want to hear it. 
You know, and <clears throat> thou shall not kill. A very emotional scene. Every time I see that, man, it just it's takes a, something it's out of It's a tough me. movie to watch, but man. It is. <clears throat> and anyone who thinks, any of you morons out there who thinks Tom Cruise is a bad actor, you watch this movie. Watch that. You'll change I'm your sorry. mind. Obviously, you've never seen that movie <clears throat> if you feel that he's a bad actor. There are people out there that think he's a bad actor. You don't know anything about acting. That's my opinion. Take what you I, will I of it. I agree with you. Uh, my brother agrees. Uh, so, I mean, I think that's just a fact. That I think it's a fact. It's not an opinion. It's a fact. <laughs> and <clears throat> I have to say, <clears throat> uh, at the end of this movie, mm-hmm. uh, when they were filming, the end of the filming of yeah. the movie, Kovic was, and I'm going to just read the quote that he has here. Quote it. Uh, I'll set this up. He gave Tom Cruise his bronze star from the war you gotta be after the performance. Me. He says, in quotes, I'm extremely proud of his performance. I truly believe he becomes me. For 21 years, I had kept my bronze star in a box by my bed. I always felt a little ambiv- ambivalent about it. On the last day of shooting, I gave, my, I gave Tom my bronze star, the medal I won in Vietnam. I told him... It was for his heroic performance. Holy shit. That's unbelievable. <clears throat> that's, that, a, that's amazing. Okay. Now, we talked about the ego thing. That would definitely boost up your ego a little bit. If somebody from Vietnam gave you their bronze star because of a performance that you gave. Yeah. That would definitely do something to bolster up your, uh, your being, the way you carry yourself, how confident <clears throat> you are. And this is what Tom Cruise is. It is plain as day. When you see him, he looks confident. He's a confident but it, man. But but it also comes from his hard work. I mean, oh, I like, know. I, yeah, sure. like I said, like he he made sure he got Ron's stamp of approval with everything he did, and he wanted to do it right. Truthfully, so it's it is an award. Maybe he doesn't deserve it as far as as being what, in a war. Right. I mean, I mean on, he man. didn't go through war. No. He didn't go through those. He's things. an actor. But a good one. But uh, it, it was his his award for his great performance, I guess. But it's just, it's a hell of a thing. It's a compliment to do something like that. That's a hell of a compliment, man. That's, Think about that. I got kind of choked up when I yeah. when I read that because Kovic is. I didn't know that at all, man. That's a nice quote. Thanks for putting that in there. I did not know that <clears> at all. So wow, uh, a, a movie that Dave places in very high regard in, re- in regards not only to Tom Cruise but maybe film history. Uh, he was nominated for an Academy Award and didn't win. Yeah, I don't know who he lost to. I don't know to. who he lost to. Doesn't matter. He didn't win. <clears throat> he should have, I think. I think that deserved an Oscar. Well, he me, won the Golden Globe, I think. It, of all of his performances, if yeah. he were to win an Oscar, is that the one? Or do you think there's something else that he um, should have won for? Well, I think Jerry Maguire, he should have won. Okay. Um, but he has some supporting roles in like Interview with the Vampire... Uh, Tropic Thunder, I think, deserved an Academy Award nomination. As silly as that sounds. Well, I don't know about an Oscar. Okay, I'm going to put this out there right now because we're probably not going to touch upon <coughs> it later. <clears throat> when I sat down to watch the Tropic Thunder, okay, for the very first time, it, I was alone. My, my wife was passed on the couch. I put this in. I rented it. Watched the whole thing. And I went outside, have a cigarette, and I'm thinking, you know, going over my head, the movie and everything. Like, wow, that was a really funny movie. And I really like that one character in that movie. I got to find out who that actor was. I didn't know that was Tom 
Cruise. As fucked up as that sounds, and maybe I'm just bad at like recognizing. That, and... But you know, while I was watching this actor, I'm thinking, man, he's so familiar. I can't place who he is. He's good. I mean, I love that character. And when I found out, I, I looked him up on IMDb, the character. I'm like, I think it was Saul was his name. And um, I think it was Saul. I'm looking at it. I'm like, Saul. And I look over. It said Tom Cruise. I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't know that was Tom Cruise. That's how fucking good <clears throat> he is in that movie. I didn't recognize him. Les Grossman. Les his... Grossman. But yeah, he... Uh... <laughs> oh, man. And this is... I want him to do more like this. It's because I think he is funny and I, you just don't see him as a, f- a, a comedic. Actor. He, he never no. does comedy. Mm. This is like the only one he's done. Tropic Thunder. Uh, would you consider, what was that other one I was just thinking of? Um, oh yeah. Magnolia is not a comedy. No, His all. character's funny. Yeah, but that's not a comedy. Like he doesn't do anything. No, he doesn't do like meet the parents or, no. you know, stupid. He, he does. And I, he just, I feel like it's frustrating because you know he can, and I want to see him do more stuff like that. Yeah, even if it's small it. parts. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because so, he came up with that character of like mm-hmm. the big hands and really hairy bald <laughs> yeah, head. Yeah. I mean, it looks it looks nothing like him. Less gross, man. It was so fantastic. But getting away from the point, we we're talking about the fact that you should. Yeah, we been went from born on the Fourth of July to, to Tropic, Tropic Thunder. Thunder. That's fucked up. <laughs> But it was relevant to what the point I was making is that he really does become the character, obviously. And Fourth of July is a great example of that, and should have won the Academy Award, didn't. So yeah, that was my question actually. We we we, yeah. I asked who who he would yeah. But one character that he should have got an Oscar for, I feel was born on the fourth. Yeah, that would come in a close second to Jerry Maguire. I think he deserved that one. He was nominated for that one too. But what was after Fourth of July? A Few Good Men. Oh, this movie was on TNT for 30 straight years. Every Saturday, you can rest assured, you can sit down on the couch and watch Born on... I'm sorry. Uh, Few Good Men. Few Good Men. Directed by Rob Reiner. Co-starring Jack Nicholson. Demi Moore. Kevin Pollack. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. I mean, the all-star cast. Fun movie. Noah Weil. Well. Wiley. A well-done movie. That's a great movie. I mean, just fantastic directing. The acting was spot on. The story was just great. I don't know if it was a true story, but... Uh, I think it was kind of loosely based off of a true story, mm-hmm. but it was originally a play. And um, I can't think of who played Tom Cruise's character. It was a play. play. I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. But, I mean, phew, he gets to yell at Jack. I mean, he's but, you know all over the place. Yeah. Uh, he was, you know... just You could tell in this, in this movie, too, like when I say he's all over the place, he basically was... He's just pacing around a lot uh, in his character, uh, using up the screen, uh, really becoming uh, a part of the film, so to speak. And uh, um, do you have any notes about the mm. A Few Good Men? Well, I have those Kevin Pollack stories. Go ahead that. and tell, tell the story about the car. Yeah, there's... <laughs> this is classic. Well, there's, there's a couple. Kevin Pollack has given quite a few interviews that... I've heard multiple. And he has a he has a podcast multiple times. He's some good. of these stories. He's funny as hell, dude. I love Kevin Pollack. Oh, he's so funny. He's great. Yeah. Uh, he also has a book out that's been out for a while. It's called How I Slept My Way to the Middle. <laughs> I highly recommend. I it. like that. It's great. <laughs> <clears throat> but he loved working with Tom Cruise. Yeah. And uh, 
there's there's first the, the pen story. Oh, so yeah. So if okay. you haven't heard yeah, this yeah. one. And, and this goes to show what kind of person Tom Cruise is. Uh, both of these stories, really. But during rehearsal, uh, Kevin Pollack needed to use t- Tom Cruise's pen. And he was just saying, he's like, man, this pen is fucking great. He's like, the way it writes, it flows. It's a beautiful pen. And Tom Cruise is like, that's like a, that's a $500 pen. He's like, it should, <laughs> you know, whatever. pen, people. $500 pen. Okay. So uh, Tom Cruise sends him a package. It's one of these pens. And Kevin Pollack has it on his mantle. Instead of using it. Instead of using it, he's like, holy shit, $500 pen. I'm not going to use any of this ink. (laughs) Tom Cruise gets word of this that it's just on his mantle, so he bought him another pen. (laughs) Another $500 (laughs) pen. So the one he could use. (laughs) That's a great story. Um but uh, the other story was some car, and I didn't write it down what car that Kevin Real Pollack wanted fancy, to get. I wonder how much some, it cost. Some really expensive car. It was like a customized. Like, well, it was like a it was like a two month wait or so to a, to get it. Wow! And he wanted to get it right away, but and this is Kevin Pollack wanted to get the car. Yeah, yeah. And he wanted to. Uh, he called all these dealerships, and no one's like, yeah, we can't do that. It's like two three month wait wait to get it. And on the last call, he's like, I've never done this before. He's like, I've never done it since. But he's just like, listen, I'm doing this movie with you know Tom Cruise, Jack Nicholson, Demi Moore. If you drop off the car at the set, I could get you to meet them. You know, you'd yeah. meet Tom Cruise. You'll yeah. get his picture and stuff. And the guy's like, all right, all right. <laughs> give me Tom Cruise. I'll be there, okay. you know, tomorrow, one o'clock, you know. So the next day, Pollock's like, shit, <laughs> you know, I'm gotta pull this off i gotta pull this off you know without being a dick <laughs> making promises you may not keep he's telling yeah. tom cruise about it and he's like you know this car and i'm sorry i wish i knew what the car yeah. was but it, you know like, tom tom cruise loves cars and everything loves everything he just loves everything and uh tom cruise is like oh yeah man i love that car he's like it's gonna be here today what o'clock <laughs> yeah man i can't he's like you know Polly's like yeah you even want to drive it he's like yeah i want to drive it you he's <laughs> like i love you i'll let you drive it first he's like really so anyways, <laughs> you know, it's like quarter to one and Cruz is going up to Pollock like, is he here yet? Where is he here? He's like, no, man. Yeah, it's not one yet. It's like one o'clock. He's like, is he here yet, man? What's going on? It's one o'clock. Where's this guy? Where's your car? <laughs> he's freaking out. I mean, he's fucking excited about this car. And Pollock's like, no, he's not here. One thirty. this guy finally rolls around. Dude. Cruz runs past Pollock, greets the guy, opens the guy's door. He's like, where you at, man? Where you been? It's 1.30. What the hell? You said you'd be here at 1 o'clock. <laughs> guy's like, oh, there's traffic, obviously, you know. And Cruz is like, you got to factor that in, man. You got to factor that in. <laughs> Dude, that's so funny how excited he was for that car and that, how neurotic he was at this guy for being late. How yes. dare you? I was so excited, like a little kid. Dude, Tom Cruise has never been late. Ever. I'm sure he hasn't. That's the rumor I've heard. He's always been on time. So when someone's late, he's like, what the fuck, man? That is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. In my world. Yes. (laughs) So those are some great... That's some great stories, though, man. Kevin Pollack, by the way. Oh, man. And a glimpse into, like, Tom Cruise, who he is as a person, I think. That's a great example, like, behind the scenes stuff. who he is. Yeah. He's... Uh, Too passionate, maybe. uh, Yeah, I think he goes a little (laughs) over the top. I Maybe. think and not only in his films, but just in real life, he goes over the top. And uh, I explained and, to Dave, like, it would be kind of weird to be around someone like that all the time. Positive. It's like, dude, <clears throat> can't you be a little negative sometimes? I mean, 
It would. I don't know if that would get to me. That uppity up 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 up. That is fantastic. Settle down, dude. It's like a dog. But it could be a good thing. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, it's definitely good for your self esteem. And you mentioned too earlier that uh, when we were talking before the podcast that he, as a person, he's he's 100% into everything. He wants to know about you. Like yes. if he's sitting down with you, he wants to know he, all about you. He's interested. It's no bullshit. It, that's right? true. Uh, did, uh, almost everybody who's talked about him has said how he's so good at conversation. Like he, he really does want to know about people. He's, he's fascinated with people. Yeah, he really he, is. He he likes to know about that. And watching the actor studio, um, the the actor studio thing that he did the interview, mm-hmm. uh, there were a couple of things that I wanted to point out. Uh, he stated that that he's interested <clears throat> in people, and he's he's always around people that have problems, and uh, people that know about his childhood and how it was kind of rough for him. They come up to him and say, you know, we know you had a lot of negative things in your life, and you know, I, don't you wish you had a, a normal life? And he says, well, I've met many people in my lifetime, and not one of them has had a normal life. Exactly. Everybody's Nobody. got shit going on, yeah. and we do the best we can to turn it around and make it positive, and that's what I do with my life. Yeah. And in that interview, he stated <clears throat> that he cares about the human element in his acting. He is focused on learning and growing. That's the most important thing, not only as an artist, but a human being. Who am I? Where is my voice? And I'm open to mistakes if it helps me grow. Mm-hmm. So a little glimpse into just a little like from him himself, not having us just talk about Tom Cruise, but hearing something from him. And that's who he really is as a person. So let's go ahead and yeah. move on to the next. The next uh, one was in 94. 94. Do you know which one this is? Is it 94? Is probably McGuire? No. No. Interview with the vampire. Oh, I hear that? Do you hear that? <laughs> That's clapping. You know why? Jeff fucking loves this movie. Now, I love the movie, but I love Tom Cruise's character the most. Yeah. Coming out of this movie, I was just so pleasantly surprised. Once again, like, something different that he's doing. The character was fantastic. Uh, Brad Pitt was really bad in this movie, I thought. I mean, maybe it was just because Tom Cruise was so really, really good, and Brad Pitt just didn't, like... Wasn't on his. No, he was not good in this movie. No, and I like right? Brad Pitt. I love Brad Pitt it, too. It's not my favorite performance of his. He he failed in that role. I hate to say it, but he kind of failed. <clears throat> uh, and maybe it was just was he intimidated acting alongside Cruz? Because I mean that's Brad Pitt's movie. Yeah, I, it is. I mean, it, Cruz played a he, minor role. He just acted around him. Oh God! If you've never seen the vampire movie. Just watch it for Tom Cruise's performance. Are there any notes about... Uh, there, there's that? a lot of cool tidbits. Go for um, it. You know, the makeup was really intense. And yeah. It took three and a half hours to get the makeup done. They had to make him look really pale. Uh, I heard they they hung all, all the vampires that played in the movie. Yeah. The actors that played vampires, well, I Antonio say. Banderas was one of yeah. them. Yeah. They, they hung them upside down. Whoa! So the blood would rush to their head. What? And their veins would pop out, and they Ooh. would use that to for the makeup. So very intense. Wow. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, Let's take it Brad to the next Pitt level. did say this was a horrible movie to work on just because of the weather conditions and just mm. the whole atmosphere was rough for Maybe him. He, that's Maybe why. that kind of shines through in his performance. Okay, I can. Tom Maybe. Cruise is like, fucking bring it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> this like, is all great. Like, this is great stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Being cold is great. I love it. <laughs> Brad, I, come on, Brad. Upside down. Yes, I like being We're having Brad. fun, Brad. Brad, um, come on. 
but yeah, it, it, it was, it was intense. Um, he, uh, yeah, I, I have a, a note here that Tom Cruise prepped for the role by watching lions attacking zebras. Whoa. He, okay. To, to kind of get into that, <laughs> that of frame like of, of an animal, of an animal. Like just gnawing away at another yeah. thing. Like he had to kind of get that into his mind mm-hmm. to, to be an animal. To, you know, yeah. to hunt and he kill. He saw himself maybe as an uh, animal. Sure. Um, and th- that's pretty much what uh, Brad Pitt's character was going through in the movie, having to deal with the fact that he was evil, um, bad, mm-hmm. um, and dealing with that whole idea. Just it, it, the premise of and it's a vampire mm-hmm. movie, people. Okay? But it's done very well, I thought, as far as it vampire is. movies go. You know, you know, compared to the Ed- you know, was that Edward... Cullen vampire movies with Robert Pattinson. That was a big hit. Oh, Twilight? Twilight. You yeah, know, it wasn't and, for me. Yeah, Interview is very good. You got Christian Slater in a small role. Yeah, which was originally for River Phoenix. Yes. But he died like right. really shortly before. It was last minute thing that got Slater in there. Yeah. In which Slater donated, I think, $500,000 of his salary to two charities of River Phoenix's. Very well done by Christian Slater. Yeah. Yeah. He's a he's a good dude, it seems. Yeah, he I seems like, like he's a little, you know, yeah. but uh, I like him. I, I do too. Yeah. Saw him in New York. We passed each other, made Did eye you? contact. It was Christian awesome. Slater. It was like, what, it was an avenue where, like, no one else was around. I was getting out of school and I'm walking and uh, he's wearing a Yankees hat and he's uh-huh. approaching and I'm like, I look, gave a look, I'm like, man, I know that guy from something. <laughs> I look again, I'm like, holy fucking shit, it's Christian Slater. I look at him, and he did that thing where he's like, he recognized me, and I gave a nod, and he gave me a nod, just like, yeah, I know you, and he's like, hi, how you doing? I'm Christian Slater. Yeah, you can, you can, You tell Slater. everybody tonight you saw me. So that was, that was awesome. Um, I love that about New York City, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, you see someone, you're just like, holy shit. I followed Ben Stiller for about three blocks. <laughs> That dude was on a mission. I don't know where he was going, but, but he, he was, was hailing it. He was late for something. I was behind him, and I'm like, "That's Ben Stiller." I bet he's short. Is he's, <laughs> he's short, short, right? And he's like bow legged. Have you ever noticed? Yeah, like his legs yeah, are like looks he's, like a gig's got a horse. Well, <laughs> maybe he did. I don't know. <laughs> maybe he was running to a horse. But you know, there are a lot of actors and you know performers that we've seen in New York. Yeah. I can't even remember all of them. But one of the cool things about being in New York City is getting to see stars and yeah. not go up to them, but just know that they're there because they're around and they're like everybody else walking around, getting from here to there, uh, going for some coffee, going to the next project. Who fucking knows? They're people just like everybody else. And how cool would it be if to meet Tom Cruise? To meet the, Tom the, Cruise? The people that have actually met him. I hear he's just a great person. Did yeah, well, I have notes about that. Do you Later have, uh, you want to, oh, okay, we'll get into yeah, it If you want to go through the movies first. Yeah, um, what do we, what did we just get done well, talking we're, about? we're on interview with a vampire. Okay. Real quick, um, sure. the part of Lestat. Yeah. You know how it always goes to so many different actors before it's actually cast. Okay, let's so hear So some of the, 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 the people they wanted to play Lestat. Okay. Daniel Day-Lewis mm, would have been interesting. awesome. Tom Hanks. No. Jeremy Irons. Yes. Thank God that didn't happen. I like Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons? Yeah, he would have been perfect. He's oh, pale okay. already. Yeah. He's kind of... Ugh, John Malkovich. Yeah. And Johnny Depp. Uh, yeah, he would have done so, fine in that role. Most of those I really could see happening. Most of them. Uh, Tom Cruise, not so much. It, I wait, mean, Tom, Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks. Sorry. Yeah, no. Tom Hanks? No. Yeah, not... Mm-hmm. Love Tom Hanks, but not in that role. Yeah. No. Would have been interesting. Yeah, definitely. 
So um, after that, in 96, he did Jerry Maguire. And that, the Jerry Maguire role, uh, the movie is top-notch. Uh, the performances are great. The little kid in the movie. Uh, Jonathan Lipnicki. Yeah. What a priceless casting choice to have him in that movie. And it worked. Him and Tom Cruise has some just cute scenes <clears> together. <throat> uh, I watched this in the theater when it came out. Fell in love with it. And I said, he's going to be at least nominated for this role. Um, he plays a sports agent and cocky, but then soon realizes it all comes crashing down when he loses his job trying to be a nice guy. He, yeah, he wanted to change the way they approach business and had a different mission statement and Mm -hmm. backfired. Yeah, (laughs) he tried to be bold and do something daring and... Jay Moore fires him in a restaurant. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's just a great scene between the two of those guys. Uh, And then his world comes crashing down he loses pretty much everything. His his uh, fiance, okay, she's gone. His Kelly job's Preston. gone. Yeah, what was it? Kelly Preston? Yeah, yeah. John Travolta's wife. Yeah, um, and uh, and then from that point forward, the movie really takes off. And then in comes Cuba Gooding Jr. <clears throat> Fucking phenomenal. Yeah, he won the Academy Award for that role, best supporting role, deserved it. Oh yeah. Uh, I didn't know too much about him before that movie, Cuba Gooding. Me neither. Little I, bit. I know he had. Um, I didn't see anything of him prior. I don't know to if that. I did either. Uh, I if I did, so. it was very small roles. And then the, you know you'll see him in a movie that was before Jerry Maguire and go, oh my god, oh, that's, that's Cuba Gooding Jr. Like he's sitting well, in, he in the Boys in the Hood or yes, something like that. Boys in the but Hood. I, I've never seen that. Never, oh, it's oh, got Lawrence Fishburne and, okay. and him do a fantastic job. Yeah, I like Fishburne. And too. the the best part in the movie in uh, Jerry Maguire is when Tom Cruise is uh, <laughs> talking to him in the bathroom. And uh, he's trying to tell him, I'm, I'm trying to help you. Yeah. You know, help me help you. And that's a, I mean, he's kicking the walls. He's, he's getting so <laughs> frustrated. Help me help you. And he's really losing his mind. Uh, and he. Did you know that was first said by Kathy Bates in Misery? Help me help you? Yes. She says that really? to Khan. Okay. I didn't, I'm not remembering that part in the movie. Help yeah. me help you. Okay. I wonder if they got that from. I'm, if that just Who be a coincidence. It's probably a coincidence, but it was one of the tidbits I read about Jerry help Maguire. Help me help you. And of course, the famous Show Me the Money came from this movie. Yeah. Uh, and uh, a little cameo from uh, one of the members of the Eagles. His name is, uh, I forget his name. I always forget his name. But he was in the Eagles. He played the, um, I, th- I want to say the general manager of the Phoenix uh, Cardinals in the uh, He's he approached him while, uh, during practice. Tom Cruise <clears throat> approached him and said, "Well, we got we got to talk about his contract." And the guy's like, "Well, meet me at the uh, restaurant." Huh? Oh yeah, okay. And then he stood him up. And at the very end of the movie, when Cuba Gooding's character catches the ball, yeah, and, and he, everybody's all, you see him in the hallway, and he's like, "You're gonna have to pay us now." Oh, and he's right. like, "Oh yeah, okay." Well, he was in the Eagles, and he actually did a few like Miami Vice stuff. I never knew that was an the, Eagles the guy. Band, the, the band? The band. Okay. Yeah. First, I, I thought we were talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. And oh, like, no, 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 yeah, no. I'm thinking of the players. Band, the like band. Donovan um, McNabb? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there was Don Henley and then this guy. Okay. And okay. I, I forgot his name. <clears throat> and I'll remember it when the podcast is over. Probably. But yeah, I like to put that that's kind of stuff in there. Well, th- this is a good story about... Jonathan Lipnicki, the little kid, Lipnicki, whatever his name is, wasn't kid. the first kid hired. Oh, okay. They had this other kid doing this role. Oh, what happened? Why did they get rid of him? He got burnt out. Apparently, he just mm. he 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 just pretty much it. couldn't handle it. Uh-huh. and Wanted to quit. Hmm. And 
Tom Cruise kept in touch with the kid. Okay. And uh, who's the director? Fuck. Of Jerry Maguire? Um, is it Cameron? I think it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Cameron. Uh, fuck. Cameron Crowe. Cameron Crowe got a letter <laughs> yeah. from this uh, the mother saying, just can you tell Tom Cruise thank you for giving gifts to my son Aww. and writing to my son because it really meant a lot to him. It was really hard. To, to quit this, you know, the movie. Tom Cruise felt bad for the little kid, yeah. basically. And he kept Aww. in touch with him. It, because he didn't want him to be discouraged. He didn't want him to feel mm. bad that once the movie came out and he didn't oh, see yeah. himself in it. It must be hard. So Tom Cruise kept in touch. And Cameron Crowe had no idea Tom Cruise was doing this. So mm-hmm. he was like, kind of like, what the fuck? What do you mean? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So he, he first learned about it from this mother calling to thank. So there's Tom Cruise doing something like that. Not pressing it like, hey, look what I'm doing for this kid. And yeah. He did it on his own because he wanted to. Yeah. He, yeah. It, it goes to show those people who really don't like Tom Cruise. Like, right. if there's one person we can maybe switch that yeah you know like yeah people who don't like him like he really is a good guy yeah i think he is you're right i i know the scientology thing Mm. kind of fucking (coughs) overshadows a lot of that (coughs) but i think as a person i think he is a good dude i think i think so i would agree with you 100 percent. doing my research before i really didn't know these things me neither uh i kind of saw him as a loopy crazy zany off the wall kind of doesn't know who he (coughs) is like, person? like when we decided to do this episode of Cruise, which was what, like two months ago, it's taking yeah. forever to actually do this. And I told you, I'm like, as an actor, I love him. He's great. Yeah. yeah. You know, one of my faves. But as a person, I'm like, I think he's yeah. kind of like a. Like, I think we say. Fake almost. Yeah. Like, he, he, he forgets who he really is. Yeah. Like, he. Do you feel differently about that now? Uh, I do in a way. Not, not in a way. In a way, yes. I, I think. When you see him in interviews, he's very guarded. He's very he's very mm. private. He's not going to let certain, you in. In certain ways, yes. He he is very cautious of what he says. Yes. When you watch interviews with him and then he's asked something, he's thinking a lot about how he's going to answer I that question. I noticed that. Like, he's very like, I'm not going to want to say something <laughs> stupid. You know, so he's very guarded. He's, yeah. He puts up a wall, right. you know. And that's something that I've always, before I've done my research and I've seen some of that, I'm just like, he almost seems like he's acting all the time. It, he comes off that way because of, it looks fake. How can someone be right. that positive and energetic right. and things like that? But but there's also, doing my research, there's certain interviews you see, the Matt Lauer interview, mm. that's really him. Oh, that's yeah. really him being like very determined and passionate about what he's talking about. Yeah, and the, very the whole, confrontational. Yeah. He to the was point where Matt, you thought he was going to yeah. slap Matt, Matt Lauer in like the he was face. Gonna, like he was a kid. He was talking yeah. like he was a kid. It was it was very bizarre. It was something I'd never seen before. Yeah. Most, most people probably have already seen this interview because it was a big deal. It was with Matt Lauer on what show was that? It was like was a morning it, show. The, the morning show that it was he a, got fired from it just was, not long ago. It was for, kind of a creepy interview, and I'll tell you why. Not only did he get heated and that was made it awkward, but they kept showing Katie Holmes. Do you rem- Did you watch yeah. it? It was really weird, like, <clears throat> she was there in the room, like, sitting on a chair, watching the interview, and then they would, it, like, she would come up every now and then, like, oh, Tom, you know, you got this new woman in your life, and, you know, you're really happy about this, he goes, I just can't stop smiling, I, I'm so wonderfully happy, and then they'd show, and there she is, Katie, and they, they'd switch over to her, and she's just, like, looking like a sideward, like a sideward, I can't talk. Sideward? 
Side is way, that a word? Sideway. Sideway. A sideway <laughs> glance. I wanted to combine two words, wasn't working out. Anyways, <laughs> it was just really creepy. They kept showing her like, hi. I'm Katie Holmes. Yeah. Hey, there's something about He's her He's given some me. pretty bad interviews. Let's just put it that way. The Oprah thing is obviously... Uh, yeah, I mean... If you're, if you're alive and you've never seen that, ugh. then I don't know what he you're He hops doing. up on the couch, right? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, and we were talking about this earlier, and most people who know Tom well and have commented on that, they just say, like, that's how he is. He's so fucking excited about everything. <laughs> it's weird, though. And that's, weird. you know, a lot of... Yeah, it is weird. It is weird. It, because it's hard to understand. But that's him. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's just how he is. And, Real you know, same. when you first... When people first saw that side of him, everyone's like... What a nutbag. You're a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess it's justified. You could kind of be like, okay... We're writing you off. Those those yeah. people who maybe did like him or maybe were on the fence about him, just like, never mind. Yeah, yeah, never, you know? Got the Scientology. Yeah. And, you know, it also, like, the way he laughs sometimes. Seems it's a little scary. forced. It, it's, like, really loud and forced, but I, that's just the way he laughs. It's just a belly, yeah, he, you know, forceful laugh. I, I don't know. think there's an actor on the planet who's judged more by how he acts than Tom Cruise. You're right about that. And and that that could be wrong. I know we're living in this era where it's like judging people is like our thing. Yeah, that's what we do. The and media, that's what they do. Yeah, and it's that's like... That's job. And in fact, it's kind of wrong. It's like, we don't really know these people. Like... Yeah, uh, behind closed really doors. don't. You know, we really don't know them. We think that we do, or we have an idea of yeah. what they are, who they are. Uh, how they feel, we don't. We're just making judgment calls. And that's what we're doing on this show. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's, what, that's what we do. That's what we do. Because that's what everyone else does. <laughs> we like to dive more into them. And we had an opinion about Tom Cruise before we started this. And it's different. It's, it, a, it's a little different. Because we kind of dig deep into his life and uh, what goes on in, in other aspects of his life as well. And we will talk about Scientology because it is a part of his life. We're going to do that later. What's his next uh, film that you would like to touch on? Well, we just well, did Jerry. Yeah, and I'm sure we're skipping over a lot of we're stuff. We're going to have to. Because I, I only put down some that I really wanted to mention. So. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so we talked about Jerry Maguire. Fantastic. Um, and I feel like a dick. I have Mission Impossible masks. Well, well yeah. Well, Mission Impossible. But I don't have any notes. Well, no, that's fine because it is what it is. Yeah. And most people have seen it. Uh, they have their opinion on it. It's it's just a fantastic series. I think you said how many movies now? Six. Are you kidding me? Six? I didn't I know think that. I think they're working on the sixth one. That's I'm, amazing. I'm, I'm, I should. We should know this. Let's just put it this way. A very successful string of films. Yeah. He produced it. Okay. And he stars in it. Big deal for Tom Cruise. And uh, a, a big money maker. They're very popular. And they're I don't fun. Think, they're, yeah, they're, they're fun fu- action I movies. I love them. They're, they're, they're tough to follow because they're so in-depth with the yeah, I remember script. <laughs> yeah. The first one, I'm just like, yeah, I was, I, what, lost. when did this come out? 96, 16, so I guess yeah, I, it's I was not a lost. good excuse, but I mean. <laughs> it takes a couple of viewings like, to get it. What's going on? You're yeah. talking so fast. <laughs> Um, but after that was in, in this movie took a while to make mm-hmm. eyes wide shut. Okay. In 99, this came out <clears throat> Kubrick's like, yeah. last film. Yeah. This is loaded. It this, could be very loaded. Well, and, yeah. And you did a Kubrick. I did. 
I did. I touched lightly on it because I want to do a Eyes Wide Shut episode. Oh, you are. Oh, I want to. There's a lot to talk about with that film. Yeah, uh, it, there is. I don't want to say it bombed, but it didn't live up to the expectation uh, that we all thought it would, and they did as well. Uh, it didn't make the amount of money they wanted it to make, um, and it wasn't a a critical success either. And I'll tell you why. And this is my opinion. It was because of the content. Uh, if you've never seen Eyes Wide Shut, you should, because uh, there's a lot going on in terms of what high society <clears throat> has to do, deal with this movie. Yeah, th- this movie didn't do well, I don't think because of that. Really? Okay. I think it's because of the slow moving It was very slow. It. it was, but it, it, was, it, it was fantastic. It held my interest the whole time. It, it did. I enjoy I, it. I know. I love but, it. Dude. People have the attention span of, like, basically a third grader. I do, too, but maybe it's just because I love the content of it. That whole high society, behind closed doors, this whole uh, other world that we think exists, okay? I think Stanley Kubrick had knowledge of what really does go on in high society and wanted to give us a glimpse into just that. I Mm -hmm. find it fascinating. And they say that that wasn't even the film that Stanley Kubrick wanted to put out. When he died, they... Butchered it, and their the editing process. Yes, see, I I hear butchered it. That Kubrick did finish editing it, but they took it away from and, him. And then, really? Yep. And it's a very controversial thing that. Oh, by the way, Stanley Kubrick ended up dying a little yeah. bit before that movie came out. It's ridiculous. There are a lot of shady things going on with Kubrick. A lot of shady things going on with this movie. Uh, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Uh, husband and wife being in that movie, kind of not uh, kosher in a lot of acting circles. That was kind of frowned upon. I thought they did a great job. And then you have the whole mystery of Stanley Kubrick and his films. It's very interesting stuff. Something that I may want to dive into in the future. But for now, uh, the acting, good. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, uh, Tom Cruise giving, I mean, how long did it take to make this movie? It took like three years, Three years? years. Something like that. That is dedicating three years of your life to one project. Mm-hmm. And we're not talking about uh, a, a year to prepare and, and do all No. <clears throat> they were on set for three years. That's a long time. That it is. Yeah. Yeah, that is. A best scene at the end when he's talking with Sidney Pollack. That is my favorite scene. Isn't it? Why is it? Is it because it's just... It, well, I, I, you know, it's hard. I, I love Sidney Pollack mm-hmm. to start with. He's like, a director, by the way. Yeah, and he's, a, dir- he's a director, you know. But, Went to the um, Playhouse. I mean, even his scenes with Tootsie are the best parts yeah. of that movie because there's something about him that is appealing. Yeah. It, it, but yeah, it's just that the, the way Pollack handles that scene is really why I love it so much. He controlled that scene. He does. The way he, he acts... I don't know. Cruz was so utter, utterly vulnerable in that scene. Yes. Utterly. And and Pollock is pretty much telling him how it is. Mm-hmm. Get a hold of yourself. <laughs> you know, yeah. things going on you don't need to know about, and just go home and live your life. You know, mm-hmm. learn something from this whole thing, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. My favorite part in the movie, uh, and I guess Harvey Keitel was supposed to play that role. Didn't, for some reason. That's and a good thing. Pollock, Not that I don't I, like Harvey Keitel, I I'm do. just saying it. <laughs> Pollock nailed it. Pollock was good. In fact, when they went to do that scene, Pollock being a director, yeah, you know, he had a pretty much new. He felt he knew how it was going to be blocked and yeah. how it was going to go. But of course, Kubrick's like, "We're filming this from every fucking angle in the world." <laughs> yeah. Like, so it took like it, what Pollock thought was like a day's work. Yeah. Should have taken like, a day or two. Oh, uh, 
days. Oh, I'm of sure work it took weeks. I think it took weeks to do that one scene. Just that one scene. That's why it took three years to make that movie. Every scene took like three <clears> weeks. Yeah. I mean, oh my god, I'm surprised Cruz didn't look too much different. You know, because in three <laughs> years you could change. Yeah. You know, just yeah. your body size, whatever. Like he looked the same through the whole movie, it's and crazy. I think he was in every scene. I mean, it was yeah, just a he pretty much task. was. Uh, a slow-moving film, like it you is. stated. It is. Uh, but I thought it was beautifully done. It's Stanley Kubrick. <clears throat> Every single one of his films is phenomenal. So that's Eyes Wide Shut. In, no. Okay, and we'll be back. Okay, all right. So we have decided to go ahead and end this episode because we are at about an hour and a half, and we don't want the uh, episode to be too long. So we're going to wrap it up. Thank you for listening to this edition of The Actors' Room. Tom Cruise, part one. So me and my brother will be back next time That's to right. continue with this just epic episode or series of Tom Cruise. So I hope you had a great day, have a great evening, and we'll be back next time. So go ahead, put in that movie tonight, one that makes you feel happy <laughs> or one that makes you feel sad. It is what kind of day you had, right? So do that, put your feet up, pour yourself a few drinks, and put in that movie. God bless you. Have a good one.